make sure that we are recording. All right. Then I like I like doing a little intro for my guests, and I already have one in mind for you. Of course. Well, oh. what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Kiko's Corner, episode nine, I believe, which is crazy that we're doing this at such a rate. We have a fantastic guest, a fantastic guest from the last footy show today, my boy Viejo. Their channel, at one point, I think the max was 22,000 followers, but they got shut down because of copywriting. This is my only boy that has somehow... Has to fight a 1v3 every single episode against the Barcelona fans and the deluded takes and everything. But my boy always makes me proud. Viejo, welcome to the show. How are you? Pleasure, pleasure to be here. It's been a, it's been a while. Um, for everyone watching, I'm Viejo. Pleasure to see you guys if you guys aren't aware of who I am. But the time's come to talk on Kiko's channel. It's been a, a long time coming. Absolutely, bro. If anything, I appreciate it. If we mention this on both our TikToks, a lot of times that like eventually we will meet in person. We I will go to Las Vegas. I will yeah. like do some content with you guys and everything. And I will for sure. I hope I am the first physical guest in the in the last foodie show. Um, has has uh, anyone beat me to it? Creator wise, yeah. But we've had one. Uh, we had a, we had a player that plays in in Spain. But he's because he's one of our old friends. We used to play with him club. But in terms of creators uh, on TikTok, he would be the first one. What? In person. How, how long ago was this? What did I miss an episode? What? Who? Who is he? Oh, it's like yeah, like a year ago. Uh, one of our first. I, what, was this before I found your channel? And we started the feud. I think, no, I think it's when you barely found out like ah, about us. Okay. Like, it was like in the beginning, yeah. That's okay. why. So. Of course, we're going to get into that later on, if anything. But I want to make sure. First off, Viejo. I've always called you Viejo, and you always call me Kiko. Kiko. My name is Francisco. What? What is your name? My my real name is Andre. Andre, like, Andre Guignac. Oh, okay, okay. The same thing happened with Rupak. The whole time, I was like, oh, what's your name? He's like, oh, my name is Rupak. I'm like, no, I'm like, what's your real name? He's like, no, it's Rupak. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I thought you no, had another one here. No, I thought that was it. Like, uh, a nickname, I go like, well, you know I'm not Kiko, right? And he goes like, what do you mean you're not Kiko? I'm like, my name is Francisco. He's like, no! <laughs> I'm like, whatever. But, uh, Andre, finally a pleasure. I actually finally get to know your name. But what I yeah. want to know is, before we jump into, like, your podcast and everything, I know you're originally from Mexico, but I want to know, like, what happened? Like, what, why are you in Las Vegas? Did, uh, how was your childhood and everything? Like, what, what happened football-wise and everything? Um, uh, well, born and raised here in Las Vegas. Uh, both of my parents born in Mexico came here. Uh, like 15 years old, raised me here. But in terms of soccer, I started playing soccer seven years old. Um, fell in love with the game since the star, and ever since then, I haven't looked back. Um, I played seriously until I was I would say 18, 19, so like a year ago or two. But then I dislocated my knee, and then from there I was like. I was already making content by then, so I was like, maybe this is a sign to just look, get more focused into the content side and just play like with my friends here and then from now on. Because I was, I was very serious about trying to make it professional. I was going out of state a lot. I was about to go to college out of state. There was just a lot of things going on, but at the end of the day, I thought me getting injured was a sign of uh, I should focus more on the content of football. Yeah, bro, I didn't know that. That's crazy. When did the yeah. injury happen? At what time? What age? 
uh it was last year march so like a little over a year so i was still playing seriously at that time and then once it happened i was just like yeah i'm just grind this tiktok because at the time that's when all the reaction videos were going viral so i was like maybe it's a sign you never know okay no hey and bro, after an injury, yeah and after an injury like that you know it's always hard to come back and reach the same level you had so that's the way it had to be did you ever reach like uh, like an academy or anything like that or what was the what was the highest level you got yeah uh, well there's an academy here Villarreal Las Vegas oh, like shit. the Connected Spanish team with Villarreal? yeah yeah they send players every year um yeah I played for them when I got hurt but like the highest I saw I reached was almost getting into D1 but that's like that's um after my knee injury happened so that obviously couldn't happen no more what was the, the knee injury? Was it like ACL or anything? Or was it the meniscus? Oh, it, was, it was just my knee that got dislocated. I actually got lucky. It could have been a lot worse. If it was like ACL, it would have been out for a whole year. But um, So basically my knee, this is my knee right here. It shifted to the left. I have pictures I'll show you. We discussed this, but no, no, it I could mean, have I... been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. I was only out for like four months, but I obviously had to gain all my, my dribbling and everything back, speed. And also like the, the thing about like an injury, like mentally you just out like you could come back like you say it took you four months but mentally i've seen like um the video that, that we that i reacted on on the live that you told me when you guys were playing indoor how far out was that from the injury or the recovery i'll say that was already good like six months i was already getting like back into shape and stuff yeah i would say that was that was like the first month where i was like Getting my form back for sure, like a hundred percent. I didn't have any worries when I entered the pitch or nothing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm glad you're playing again, and maybe, like you said, it was a sign. One thing yeah. that I do want to ask about the the podcast is just I know it's you, Seb, El Guerito, and uh, Kicks. How do you guys mm -hmm. came about? Do you like? Do you grew up with them, or was it just like a random connection that you guys just connected? Um, so I met Keeks first, uh, in 2009, we started playing club together. So my very first club here in Las Vegas, I played with him. So that's how I met him. And then from there, we just basically family. I've, I've stayed at his house so many times. Our parents know each other so well. We've gone on family vacations together. Um, Seb, uh, I'm best friends with his brother, his little brother, because mm -hmm. Seb is two years older than me. I mean, I'm his brother's age. Um, so I met his brother first. No, no, no. I met Seb first. But since he was a year older than me, I wasn't really, like, clicking with him. So I started kicking him more with his brother. Um, but then once I got older and, like, got into college, um, I saw how much of a Barca fan he was. So I started talking to him more. And then eventually we started making content together. And then with Hera, um, I met him when I was, like, 15. Also because of soccer, we played on the same team. And Keeks was on that team, too. So we all just bonded. And then Seb and Hera went to the same high school together. So it was all just a big mixture of everything. We, it was just, man, like, be a friend group, I guess. No, that's awesome. It's basically just like, it was it was meant to be. It's just everyone was just in that yeah. part of, like, eventually it was going to mix up. Yeah, and I don't know, like, I'm, you're, you're in Florida, so I don't know how, like, how far you live from, like, your friends and stuff. Like, us, we're, like, in between 10, 15 minutes from each other, so we see each other often. It, it it used to be that way, of course. But like now, I'm 26, of course. Like now, I live uh, away from my school and everything, and like college is not like the main area. 
But uh, yeah. if I want to see my friends here in Florida, when I went to Las Vegas, everything was relatively close. Like if it, if something was, let's say, 20 minutes or further, it felt long. It felt like far. Here, yeah. a good 25 minutes is not long. That's actually like the normal. Mm-hmm. Just because everything's so far away. So yeah, most yeah, of, of my friends here, like I live in the Clearwater area and most of my friends live in Tampa. My cousins used to live in Tampa. They, they left. Uh, some of them live in uh, California. So those, those are the cousins that I go to see um, whenever I'm on that side. And then I live with my roommate, one of my best friends. So overall, my group my group is small. But realistically, 30 minutes, 25 minutes, and we can all like get together. Yeah, that's not bad. 30 minutes isn't bad. Yeah, Especially I mean in a big, big state. Dude, the, the fact, I mean, isn't Nevada bigger? Yeah, it's pretty big, but only people know Las Vegas and not that many people know like the other cities and well that is true. That is true. Yeah. Who who started the whole content thing? Like who was like, hey, like I wanna record a podcast or something? Like who started uh, it? So we would just go me, Seb and and head out. We would always just go to the field and just shoot around. And then it was like towards the end of COVID, I guess I could say. And we would just be talking, hey, we should just start a podcast, talk about whatever. At first, it wasn't footy. It wasn't footy. It was just, like, random stuff, like, what's going on in school or, like, with friends. It was just, we were just talking about whatever. But then we got bored of it, and they were like, man, we let's just talk about what we love doing in the footy. Um, so we did that for a little bit. And then I'm still in college, but my first year of college, uh, I had, like, this assignment to, like, create a podcast or something. And that's where I came up with the name Lats Footy Show. That's where the name came from. It came from a school project. And then from there, I invited Seb as my guest for the final project. And then we we posted a couple of TikTok clips. And this Pedri and Gabi one did pretty good. So then Hera, like, uh, Hera was like, let me join. And then from there, we just all grew together. And yeah, ever since then, we just love doing it every week and just grind clips. I'll, grind be, I'll be honest. The fact that it started from a school project baffles me. Like that yeah, took yeah. me by surprise. There's no way. What? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, um, I was always scared to like record myself and like talk about stuff because obviously all the comments and stuff. But I had this professor my first year and it was like, if you don't get rid of that fear, you're never going to amount to nothing in the media industry, sports media. You're never going to amount to nothing if you care about what people think, because there's always going to be people that disagree with what you say. So then once I like took that into consideration, like stop getting in my head and actually thinking, all right, I actually got to like do this. I like doing this. So why not? From there, I haven't looked back. And then I just, we just been recording ever since. In my case, I remember for the longest time, like if, if I, it it cringes me out whenever I see like the old, old videos, but I started like YouTube, I think back in 2017. And even then, back then I was like, I really don't care. Like what people think, just because I would yeah. see KSI, I would see Road to Shaw, I would see uh, Miniminter and all those, and I'll be like, yeah. they're playing FIFA and they're making millions of dollars. I'm like, or or I would see oh, who was this, um, eighty nine skills and and all those, but like there was this one guy that he would just give his opinion like we do, right? Like let's mm-hmm. say the true Jordy, like an idea of true Jordy. I was like, his content is not that hard to replicate it was just talking to your phone and give yeah. your opinion about something so eventually i was like that's what i want to do 
And mm-hmm. I just copy the same format in the sense of like just talking and give my opinion and stuff like that. And then, then TikTok showed up. And at first, have you ever streamed, by the way? Like, have you ever gone live and, and just by yourself nah. like play video games or something? Uh, we want to get into that in the future, but not yet. Okay, so back then, I used to be on, on Twitch. That used to be like a part-time job because I, like, I, I actually had a following and like enough subs to like call it a part-time job. And mm-hmm. I remember at one point, my cousin, the one that lives in California, comes to me. I'm playing PUBG, dude. Like, I'm going hardcore on that. He goes, like, hey, Kiko, you should check out Fortnite. It just came out. It's pretty cool. I'm like, nah. Like, PUBG is the, the, where is that? PUBG is the thing. One of the worst mistakes of my life, dude. Yeah, everyone was like that. Everyone didn't want to start playing Fortnite. No, dude. But, like, the, the thing I was going to say is at one po- at what point did you say, like, you know what? Like, I need to do it. Like, I like it. Uh, February of last year. That's when me and Seb took it seriously and, like, always had to set times to, like, record and, like, all right, we're going to record this, talk about this, and then we're going to post this. And then next week we're going to do this and this. We just, like, started planning a lot of stuff. And then we invited, started inviting um more friends over. And then once... We had like a month or two months in. We we're like, hey, let's do reaction videos. And the very first good one was the Madrid PSG, the comeback. Mm-hmm. And that was our first viral video. That I was like 1.5 million views in like 12 hours. But then it got copyrighted. <laughs> so we got, I woke up in the morning. I was so upset, man. I was like, oh, well. It is but what it is. Yeah, man. But that game, I'll never forget that game for sure. Oh, no. But like, if anything... I've seen some creators and a lot of people that I, I help out, like, you know, like I give advice just because I, I might not have the biggest page, but I know what I'm doing big picture just in the sense because I study this a lot. And every time I come about like my boy Guaje Caesar, I, I help him out with his page. Um, there's some other people that I won't name because I'm still helping them out in the sense of like reviewing their channel and stuff. But when I came about your channel, first off, fuck Sebastian. Fuck Seb, because uh, he, he pissed me off that day. But at the same time, he actually turned out to be a sweet guy. It's just like he hates Madrid. Uh, but I remember yeah, I was scrolling. Either that or I got tagged. It's one of the two. And I remember seeing his, his reaction by himself. It was yeah. nobody that day. Like he, You guys told me later on that, like, oh, we were all working at school, blah, blah, blah. He was the only one that could record. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that video. And I remember seeing... Oh, fuck Madrid. The Bernabeu is a, is a joke, blah, blah, blah. I legitimate... I don't know if you guys remember when I did the, the response video. Or like yeah, putting yeah. the clips of all the fans and everything. I was like, I was like, I beg. I beg to try to say something. And I saw you guys in the comments just like, oh, next time tag us. I'm pretty sure you guys were friendly at the time. I was like, no, motherfucker. Like, I want to fucking throw hands right now. <laughs> no, he... It's worse, man. He says the most crazy stuff about Madrid. He genuinely doesn't like Madrid. And that day, that was another viral video. And he holds that. That lifts, that video lifts his ego so much. He always brings up the fact that he went viral by himself. I mean, I, I respect it. I respect it. Because you yeah, need yeah. to be engaging. And I'm not going to lie. That video, yeah. as a, as me being a Madrid fan, I was like, oh, I'm ready. And and people think he was, like, exaggerating for the views. No, that's no, 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 no. that's him every big game for Madrid. Um, Last year, when PSG won the first leg, when Mbappe scored last minute, when he did, like, the nutmeg on, what was it, Lucas Vasquez? <laughs> was he it? started yeah, it was Lucas Vasquez. 
Seb started crying at full time, and he's not a PSG fan. Why? He, he was crying because Messi missed a penalty that game, and we were slandering him. The Madrid fans were just slandering him, and I think the emotion got the best of him, and Mbappe was like a relief to him. But I, I swear, I swear, like that that's something that like we're gonna get to talk about football eventually because once we start, uh, I, I, that's my one rule in this podcast. Once we start talking about football, I know we won't stop. So I want to yeah. get all the emotions and everything out of the way, but when I want, I wonder, like I want to have him on the on a one on one like you, and just yeah. get that out of him because my brother, my brother does hate Madrid to the same to the same way that I'm I'm assuming Seb does, but he hates it one because every single family member in my, in my family. I think there's a couple Barcelona fans, but they're mainly Madrid fans, or they just ignore it. They just don't watch La Liga at all. And most of the times, he will get the short end of the stick, right? And on top of that, he's a Chelsea fan. So he's not even a Barcelona fan. He, he's just Chelsea and whoever Madrid mm -hmm. is playing against. So yeah. he, he's always going to have that rivalry. But overall, besides, besides that, why does Seb hate it so much? Because I've never seen someone scream so much passion for a goal that's not their team. I mean, I mean, I feel like if I was in a Madrid fan, I would be the same because, I mean, I've witnessed in my lifetime since I've been a Madrid fan, I've witnessed as many UCLs as Barca has in their whole history, five. Yeah. I've witnessed five. So it's just envidia and jealousy, yeah. man. I mean, fair. But um, by the way, uh, I completely forgot to ask this, but uh, you speak fluent Spanish, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say perfectly, like I could be like a... Work on the news or something, but yeah, speak good Spanish. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I don't expect you to do that. But uh, I was gonna say, in uh, in your family, are your are your parents like into football as much as you guys or no? Uh, my dad. I mean, when my dad has a chance to watch, he'll watch because his work time doesn't let him. But he's a big Madrid fan. He's the reason I'm a Madrid fan. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, our grandma. Our grandma's last name is Madrid. It all started from there. Okay. No, that's awesome. What um. I, are you the Chivas fan or are you the America fan? No, I'm neither. I'm a Cholos fan from Tijuana. I'm the only non-America or Chivas fan from the group. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, then, have oh, you ever been to Tijuana? Have you ever been to Mexico? To Cancun. Okay, so yeah, right so. underneath San Diego, crossing the border San Diego, uh, Tijuana, they mm -hmm. have a team, their first division. That's my team because I have family there, so why not go for them? I need to look it up. My team in Mexico, even though people get surprised, is Monterrey. Okay, they're about to play. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like the the reason why is because um, El Chupete Suazo he used to be my favorite player. <laughs> Liga MX Wayne Rooney. Bro, he was so good. It all it always surprised me how high his technique was and how good he was with the with the Chile uh, Chile national team, but then. For some reason, once he will step away in Europe, once he will go to Real Zaragoza or any of those teams, his level just collapsed. It was the same yeah, thing as Cuauhtémoc and everything. There's a lot of players like that. But I'm surprised you're a Monterrey. I thought you were going to be an Atlas fan. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I do have their shirt because I do like their badge and uh, their style most yeah. of the time. But uh, nah, bro. The, the fact that they be... Bro, how do we beat your Atlas team? 4-1, then we go to their stadium and we lose 4-0. It was just, it came down to one goal, which is insane. That, that uh, was a very bad joke. Oh, the Club of Tijuana, is that, is that the one? Yeah, they have a dog as their logo. 
Wait, it's a They're dog? Bad. I thought it was a pig. No, it's a dog. Cholo's oh, shoot. Airless dog. Nice. Aztec. Yeah. Okay. Are they are they historically good? I, I'm not. Besides no. the big, big teams in Mexico, I don't really know too much. No, because they barely went to the first division in 2010. The club was built like in 2006 by like some college students. They built that team. It's a it's a crazy story, but um, yeah, we don't have a history because we've only been a club for like since 2009. We have one league title though, in 2012. I'll never forget that. The only I mean, star we have. On the dude, like that. I I've always say once you get that first title, you're closer to the second title than 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 being trophyless. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm actually trying to see your history here. I mean, you have uh, what's yeah. his nickname, Miguel Herrera. What's his nickname? Yeah, El Piojo. El Piojo. I mean, you have yeah, El Piojo right now. He, he, this is his second term. He used to be, in 2017, he used to be our coach. We were really good that season as well. He Who's like the best this. player in your history? Uh, probably this guy named Duvier Riascos. He was a baller, man. Or this guy named... Fidel Martinez, they call him Neymar Equatoriano because yeah. he had like Neymar style at Santos with his hair and stuff. He was really good. Uh, Benedetto, the Bo Boca Juniors player. He oh, the striker? He played there? Yeah, Cholos, Cholos made him, bro. Cholos <laughs> made him. There's a lot of players that Cholos have made that are good. Um, Guido Rodriguez, Real Betis. No way. The Argentine. He was in the Argentina's World Cup roster. No, yeah, yeah. He was on yeah, he came from Cholos. Um, shit, there's a lot of players, man. Henry Martin, the America striker, Mexico. He came from Cholos. Uh, yeah, there's Wait, a lot. Do they, do they happen like okay? When you say they they were made by Cholos, they started their prime in in Tijuana and they got sold, or is it like they were bad and Tijuana really made the, the uh, jump? Tijuana Tijuana grew them like with Henry Martin. He was there since the academy days. I'm pretty sure, and then. He just wasn't getting that much playing time, so he went to America, and then that's where he blossomed. But with Guido, he was so good for Cholos, and America saw him. They liked his level, so he went to America. Benedetto was also really good. America also took him. Most of the best players we've had, America always takes him, which just sucks, but it is what it is. So when it America sounds, which we're going to get into this conversation, but they, they it sounds like America uses uh, Tijuana like uh, Liverpool uses Southampton. Yes, literally. There's been so many players, bro. There's a big list. I mean, I can name all them, but I'm pretty sure that everyone here listening wouldn't know who they are, so I won't even mention them. No, which is, which is fine, bro. But like, we're, we're trying, we're, we're we're expanding people's knowledge at the point. If anything, I'm looking at Dario Benedetto right now. I I'm a Boca Juniors fan. I don't know if you knew that. And um, I didn't I didn't know that. I'm looking right now. He's he was in Tijuana 2013-14. He scored 21 goals in 43 games, which is insane. Oh, good, bro. Then okay, his, so his debut, his debut game for Cholo, he scored a hat trick. No, really? Yeah. Wow. Was, okay. Then I see the America, then Boca Juniors, then to Marseille, which he didn't yeah, do Marseille. that good in Marseille, but but I remember yeah. watching him. He was like, he you gave him a chance. He was he was gonna score. It. Then yeah. he went on loan to Elche and back to Boca Juniors right now. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah, man. Okay. Two 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 questions on the on the caveat more, Liga MX. In the, in the sense of the future, do you think... For me, the MLS has caught up and surpassed them right now. 
not history because history was Liga MX dog walks them. Yeah. But the fact that it's arguably going to be back to back on champions uh, winners from the MLS, it's really te- it's putting their statement on the table. They're saying like, hey, we're here to stay. Yeah. Um. No, Liga MX as like a viewing standpoint is still better. But I feel like by the time the 2026 World Cup comes here in the U.S., obviously still going to Mexico, but it's it's gonna be more of um revolved around the U.S. I feel like by then the MLS will be bigger than Liga MX because in Liga MX there's so much corruption. The owners don't want to improve the league. They don't have relegation no more. Um, wait, 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 make- wait! Back up, back up, back up, back up. They don't have relegation anymore. No, the. There's so much like rules that they took off. They made the league worse. Wait, I mean, wait, you can wait, say wait, it's wait, since MLS, when? MLS something like that. Yeah, but the, the MLS since it started like that, you kind of basically like, oh, that's just the MLS. Why yeah. is Liga MX following the MLS steps? Why are they doing that? I don't know, man. I think they just, I guess the owners at the bottom lose too much money when they relegate. Well, I mean, rightly so. You're relegating. You gotta gotta improve the club, just like the Premier League, but. Yeah, fans don't like that. It it makes it less competitive, less um. Oh, would you say less intense when it comes to like the, the, man, teams about to get relegated? Like I, they have to win. There's no intensity there. The my problem with the MLS is exactly what you just said in the sense that if if a team is dead last, okay, whatever, we're not good. Meanwhile, yeah. any other league in the world, any other league. Doesn't matter how you look at it. It, has, it could be the first division of Europe. It could be the last division of Europe in any, in any sense, way, shape, or form in each country. The last place, guess what? Gets punished. If you remove the one thing that everyone loves about football, the fan, uh, the matter of meritocracy, you took the soul out of it. So the fact, then that's why the MLS kind of gets the pass because they started it that way. So yeah. if you started that way, you basically you're doing what you always do with the NFL, the MLB, and the NBA, that you don't punish the bad teams. You just want to keep the same thing. But going backwards now, that pisses me off. I even, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's why MLS can most definitely overtake Liga Mekis. Liga Mekis. Um, just the only problem with MLS is just, to me, it's not entertaining yet. Like, there's good players, but, like, just watching, like, a Liga, like, a MLS game, like, just turn on the TV, it, it's not... It doesn't engage me. Probably like a El El Trafico, LA Galaxy, mm-hmm. LAFC. LAFC. I like those games, yeah, but. Mm-mm. Like I'll I'll be saying, honest, by the time the World Cup comes, probably it will be more entertaining by then. I'll be honest. It, it sounds, and this is why I was gonna say this. This topic was inevitably gonna show up. I think I think the argument because I watch both whenever I can, and yeah. what I notice about the the Liga MX. It is the Premier League of Central America in the well, maybe if we exclude South America because the 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 Brasileirao and uh, the whatever the Argentinian league is called, they're fantastic yeah. football. But whenever I look at the MX League MX, I'm like, oh, I'm ready to see goals. Like as a neutral, I just know it's zero defense, just attack and focus on who can yeah. shoot at the other. Meanwhile, when I see the MLF, it is boring. It is slower. But I do see the technique. I do see here why there's a gap growing and growing and growing between the two. And this is the same argument that I use between the Premier League and La Liga. That, yeah, La Liga is the, like, it is boring. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of games that I just watch because I want to study the game. But if I want to tune out, 
and shut down my brain, I'll put the Premier League because well, guess what? I'll watch Everton versus Leicester. It's probably going to finish 4-3. Why? Because yeah. they play full throttle. They don't care about like conceding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, any day of the week. But by the way, have um, I, I was gonna avoid this question, but like, uh, it has to do with it. Someone in the video that I posted said, and I know you told me, but I wanna I wanna hear your experience. Have you watched any game that wasn't a, a the the Real Madrid Barcelona, the one that you saw here? Um, if you've seen any other game that was a professional game, like one in Las Vegas or somewhere else? Uh, yeah, I saw. What? It's because that last year when the Clásico came, there was Juventus also played here against Chivas, but to me that wasn't really a big game. They're all friendlies. I also saw America Chelsea play. Um, I guess the other big game, probably Mexico versus Jamaica in the 2016 Copa America here in Los Angeles. That was a, that was a Copa America game, but besides the Clásico game, mm, Nothing really that big. Just uh, Leon versus Seattle Sounders here. The final for the Leagues Cup, I think it was. That's about it. What? Why are you downplaying all these games? I'm like, you have seen some talent, my guy. Yeah, but obviously you want to see, like, bigger games. Like, when the World Cup comes, man, I'm, like, already got to start a saving, savings account. Oh, no, I already did. If anything, yeah. I want you guys to get back to 10K, which I hope this podcast and when I show up, even though, again, I have 50K, whatever it does. It's not huge, but if I can get you a 1,000 followers, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's but I was going to say, I really want you guys to get the access to the creativity program because I want you guys to get that ad revenue, bro, because it, it's really a nice cut. It's really nice. Yeah, I saw, I saw your video. I sent it to the, our producer. I was like, yeah, we got to... We gotta grind to 10k now that that school's over, cause that's the that's the thing that's holding us back is work in school, like editing and all that. It really takes up a lot of time. So now that it's summer now, I could um, focus more on uploading more clips. No, absolutely. If anything, you guys have something that I I'm jealous of, and at the same time, I know it's a slippery slope in the sense of responsibility and accountability. But there's four of you. And then you have your, your talent, which I, I want to touch on, uh, your producer kind of level thing and, and everything. But at all points, I'm assuming all four of you have access to the account, right? TikTok, just me and the, our other producer, Instagram, mainly all of us. We have a Twitter account that Kicks is supposed to be controlling, but he never posts anything. But it's, Twitter's hard, man. So I don't even have Twitter, so I can't even blame him. Um... But besides that, everything's everything's run by me and the other producer. Who's the other? Yeah. Do I know this guy? Have I ever seen him? Oh, you've, you've no one has ever seen him. He's the behind the cameras guy. Uh, we call okay. him the tech guy. Yeah. Okay, I'll have the pleasure of meeting him once I go there. But yeah, I, I was gonna say if if all of you really put your heart into it, because I can see it, and and that's something I was gonna say. I can see you guys like doing it regardless of the comments, regardless of the views. you I feel like you're the type of guy like me that if you guys had 100 views, you still would do it just because you want to record, yeah. you want to talk about it. The, the the problem with us is that, well, with me is like, uh, I'm very picky with what I upload. Like there's times where I, I could easily grab a phone, record myself and talk about football, but I like producing a good video. Like if you guys go to our TikTok page, all the videos we have on there, like have videos that, um, I pay attention a lot to our lighting or like audio quality, like a podcast without audio quality. What's the point of that? 
So I take a lot of um, a lot of time into like every little aspect of uh, what we record, because anyone could just record themselves. But I want every piece of content to be like unique, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the last footy show? Is this? I was gonna say right now, like just right now, just for summer, right? I would say all of you. I don't know how TikTok works with uh, multiple logins and everything. Like, may, if all four of you have it on your phone at the same time, I would yeah. say just grind content. Like, yeah, I, I was going to yeah. say, like, if Seb wants to upload a video, boom, he it's Lats Footy Show. If you want to upload a video about Arsenal, boom, there's a post. If Heda wants to talk about Inter versus Milan, boom, he can post. If Keeks wants to talk about something, boom. Because now, let's put it like this. I upload 10 videos a day or about you yeah, each could upload 10 that's 40 eventually something has to hit a million views something and you guys are just gonna be on an absolute tear at that point yeah yeah no definitely we we talked about that so many times but it's just everyone has a lot of things school work stuff like that but like i said now that it, that school is over we're in the summer There's no excuse. We're, we're definitely gonna grind a lot of stuff uh -huh. and also, yeah no, no, I know, I know, I, I can trust you. I'd like the, the, I talk to you and said the most. I don't know the other two uh, at that point, but I can trust you that you yeah. will do it. But I, I definitely, bro, like, I, I really, and this comes from the bottom of my heart, not because you're in front of me and not because, like, I like you guys. I definitely can see you guys hitting 100K by the end of the year. On TikTok? Definitely. Don't even, bro, I, I, this is my opinion. If you, if you don't do it, then so be it. I'm wrong. But yeah. I can yeah, like, easily see it. Yeah, obviously, we, we appreciate that. We just, like I said, we just got to grind content because we only have, we just hit a 1K on YouTube, which mm -hmm. took us a long time. But on TikTok, we only have 7K right now. But, like, the thing is, people know us, like, the, I don't know if you're familiar with the Give and Go. Like, we're we're maybe going to potentially collab with them. We're thinking about flying over there, like me and someone else, either mm -hmm. Seb. Um, Cabra Football, I don't know if you, you saw we collabed with them. Football is, that the, is that the 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 one that you guys did the the greatest Mexican squad of all time? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. we did it. Something like him. Um, this guy named Conaldinho. He has like almost 100k on TikTok. Man, you fan makes a lot of funny videos. Diego FIFA. We've we saw him here in person. We interviewed him. Um, That's the one that you guys saw at the the stadium, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people know us, man. It's just our following is in theory based on the fact of how like yeah, our schedule. Yeah, and copyright. Oh my God, that was the worst two weeks of my Dad, life. Tell me, tell me about that because I'm always scared of it because I every time I get a warning is pretty much because I just called someone out in the sense of like my comments yeah. someone insulting me or anything. But I remember I was sad because you guys were at 20k, right? Uh, 25. But that video that got us banned, we we got like 4k in like two days of followers. It was just blowing up. It was two videos. It was the reaction. To the World Cup final, the 90 minutes, and then remember it went to penalties. So the second video was just the penalty shootouts, and they both went over a million. And so obviously that was gonna get shown by the TikTok higher ups, and they yeah. and they saw we've gotten copyrighted so many times. They were like, man, fuck these guys and ban them. <laughs> that that sucks. It, it it was probably the what was the the I'm assuming all of you like re reignited just okay, what we're we gonna do now? Like what was the sentiment at that point? Well, it hit me harder because that, that account was basically my baby. Like, I posted, uh, if 
all the videos there are mostly edited by me. If some of them were produced by the by our other editor, the behind the cameras guy, he would send them to me. I would post them. So just having the account, just hopping in one morning and it's not there, you just start panicking. You're like, Shit. it's like a whole year gone to waste to the trash. Dude, that, and that I remember me so much. No, it sucked, bro. I remember the first two days, like, I don't top five worst moments of my life for sure. Like, it's so much work put into the account. And after two days, I was like, all right, I could either, this could either break us or make us better. So I took this as it was December. There was like one more week left of break before I went back to school. So I was like, all right, we grinded our asses off the whole year making content. So let's just use this as a break, I guess. And then we'll figure it out from there in the new year. Um, we took a while to start recording again. Um, we were like, man, this is probably a sign. We got to like, just be careful with what we post or start making different content. But since then, I don't, we haven't really done much reactions because they just don't feel the same no more. Just being scared of getting copyrighted. So we just, I don't think we're going to do reactions no more. And if we do, we won't have like the actual video playing. I would say yeah. because that I do reactions whenever there's a big game. And if I yeah, already have yeah. the setup and everything, like Seb, I think it was Seb, it was you that said like, oh, are you flying out for the for the final? We we yeah. both know if we if we qualify for the final, I'm gonna be getting fucked up somewhere. Simple oh. as that. <laughs> Simple as that. But yeah. um what I do whenever there's a big game, I just put the phone the same way that you guys do, but instead of putting the play, I just put the score. So Yeah. The thing is, the the play gives you so many more views. I know, I know, but like you gotta you gotta amplify it, dude. Yeah. You gotta you gotta that's... know the risk reward of it. But the thing is, there's ways to work around it. You could like only use three seconds of it. You could add filters to it. We've tried everything, but it is what it is, man. But if we ever do a reaction again, then we're gonna have to do what you just said and put the only the scoreboard. But it sucks because Lad's Footy Show is known because of the reactions. Like, there's times where we would post clips. Like, after a game and people in the comments are like, we're waiting for the reaction, we're waiting for the reaction. We're just like, bro, we can't, we can't do them no more. <laughs> I remember so, I, was, I was one of those asking for just like, oh, we're Seb. We're Seb. Yeah, like, I, wa I want to see it. Yeah, because, like, even when the cameras are off, we don't fake none of that. Like, every all that is natural. Like, we go crazy. Like, if our team wins, especially when it's a big game against each other, oh, man, it gets hectic. I, I remember one of the big games that I remember I enjoyed watching it because I, th there's some pure videos that I watch from you guys just because it's actually entertaining and not because it's you guys that mm. um I think it was the Chivas America game that it was 2-1. Oh, like uh, they played tomorrow too. That's crazy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that video, that video entertained me because I was like, okay, like this is heated. Like you guys were actually like going at each other. Yeah, no, it was funny. And man, that everyone in that room was either America or Chivas besides me, so it was so fun. Okay. One was, thing. Like no, no, bro. Like I know I know how it goes. Whenever like you have the two things and you're the one neutral, you're like, haha. Okay. Fun. You can make fun of both sides. Yeah, no, of course. I was gonna ask for for the, the podcast, which I noticed something. Why are you usually the kind of like the, the host, the, the 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 one that breaks up the dialogue? Um, so what we do, Seb does the intro mm -hmm. and I, since I basically like, I make the notes, like before we start recording, I put what we're going to talk about, I add everything. So all the notes come from me. So I'm like, all right, I just read off what I said. And then from there, we'll just dive into it. And 
in a podcast you always have to have someone that controls everything or else you go on for hours there'll be no organization so i'll i'll, I'll take the the role and like if something goes on for too long i'll stop it and then we go to the next topic like essentially i'm trying to just control everything before it gets like out of hand okay. but i bring up all all the topics and then from there we get everyone's opinions okay because i know i noticed that a lot and i always wonder why in pivot i don't have i don't have a pivot i've been i've been really good so far to just transition but i don't have one for this why are you an arsenal fan because alexis sanchez and ozu 2015-16 so you've been an arsenal okay so you've been a fan since 2014-15 yes the the way that happened was when vine was super big at the time mm -hmm. um So my editing started off Vine. Like I would make really like, okay. I would, myself, I would just make like those highlight videos you see kids make now, like mm -hmm. Vinny highlights or whatever. I would do that, but with my favorite players, I'd do Pogba edits. I'd do Alexis Sanchez edits. But when I started doing Alexis Sanchez, I wasn't an Arsenal fan. I was just I just liked how he played. But then I was like, man, this guy's so good. I gotta watch his games. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I'm like, dude, the Prem. I I love watching the Prem, so why not have a team? And I went with Arsenal because of. Also, and Sanchez, I just fell in love with them. Okay, because we we I know we've been texting this, and um, we I think we can touch on the whole Alexi thing, but I'm I'm more curious on your current. Let Let's leave it for a second, but uh, for your current situation about Arsenal, I know in my opinion you guys bottled it, but overachieved at the same time. But what's your current situation or your current opinion from the last five years to now? Because that's really what I want to hear from an Arsenal fan's point of view. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a roller coaster. I, I honestly, since I started being an Arsenal fan, it's been ups and downs. Mainly more downs, but that's what makes you club, love the club even more. Like, just being able to stick together when the, when the club is, like, rock bottom. Like, fuck, there's been so many bad seasons. But I think... The main thing that has switched us is Mikel Arteta. Ever since he's came here, he's brought the club heritage back. Like the like the connection in the stadium, you could just feel it again. I mean, obviously don't slander me because I don't go to the games, but you could just hear it. Like when you're watching the game, like the stadium, the atmosphere is back. Um, the players, you can see they, they play for the badge again. Our play style is so lovely. Even though the last like month or so, we fell off. Um, beginning of the season, we were the best team in the Prem and the table showed. One of the best playing styles in the world in my opinion like just watching arsenal like we're really good like i don't know if you watched any arsenal games like in like from august to december we we would destroy teams and not just like scoring a lot of goals just like in play style possession creativity we would just run through teams but the last few months just since we tied at liverpool it just went downhill it just got to everyone's head and man city capitalized But besides that, I think Mikel Arteta is what switches club around overall. Me, personally, as, a, as an outsider looking in... By the way, when I slander Arsenal, I don't slander Arsenal of the point of view of criticizing the club. Because for me, you guys are actually a very good club. And I yeah. want to take that other way. I really like watching you guys and, and the projection that you guys have. It's mainly the fans that I have an issue with. Uh, same thing with Liverpool fans. Uh, there's a lot of Liverpool... You, you've seen them on TikTok, but they just talk yeah. for the sake of talking, like Jonathan Morley or whatever he is. I'm not going to yeah. mention the other guy because I hate him and he hates me. Um, but when when I see the... Way, because you don't, you say you don't use Twitter, right? 
No, I don't have Twitter. I don't Bro, know how to use I it. I saw some of the worst freaking takes with hundreds and thousands of likes and everything saying, oh, Saka is better than Prime Robin. This team will destroy Prime Bayern. We will walk dog any league to then lose the Europa League, the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup. Oh, we got out of every competition. Now we can focus on the Premier League and then lose the Premier League. Bro, I was ready to cook since the beginning. Of course, not to you, because with you, I'll debate, because I love debating. But to any other person that talked that shit, oh, 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 I was so happy. Yeah, no, that's that's delusion. But I was one of those people that said Saka was the best right winger in the world this at a given moment in time this season. Fair. He was unplayable at times, like plus 10, plus 10 goals and assists, not combined, like separately. In the Premier League, that's a massive achievement. And um. Any other he, right he and, he and Messi were the only ones at the time, right? When he he, yeah, yeah. he achieved that number. Yeah, like any other right wingers, I'm thinking of that have had a better season than Saka. Obviously, Rodrigo. Um, I, me personally, I don't think I don't think Rodrigo. I don't think Rodrigo has had a better season than Saka, but I yeah. think Rodrigo is a better player. It's just he hasn't he hasn't had the minutes that Saka has until now. Rodrigo. It's he could be so good, but then sometimes he's he starts because he played a good last game as a sub. He starts, he doesn't do anything, so he gets benched and then he does good as a sub. It's like a weird pattern he has, but Rodrigo is so good. I love him so much. But Saka, I want to say he was very consistent, and then March happened. That's when the whole team fell off. Since since March, Saka hasn't really been doing nothing. I mean, you can't blame him though. He's only like what twenty one. Mm-hmm. You do you think? Do you think it was a lack of veterans in the in the squad, or what? What was the drop off? Because I I remember watching the games playing. Because again, Arsenal, it's it's a joy to watch. I like watching them, yeah. and I remember seeing it from being like killers, assassins going for the other team's throat to just being very passive. I think Gabriel Gabriel Jesus' injury had a lot to play with that, but at the same time, I was like, where where is the same Genesequa that finesse? that you guys had before the World Cup and a little bit afterwards that I was like, you guys could cook any team in the Prem. Then, of course, Europe showed up and I was like, okay, like this is the level that you guys can reach and you met your your dance partner, let's call it. You met someone that actually can put, can put pressure with a different play style. And then after mm. that, I was like, wow, what just happened? Like, you guys had everything. You guys had your destiny in your control. No, it's just the mentality dropped. We couldn't... We went from finishing fifth last year to fighting for the league. Like, that's a massive difference. Um, the majority of those players have never been in a title challenge. But at the end of the day, it was, what, eight points? It was... I was, was so confident. at one point. I was... Yeah, but Man City had, like, two less games, so... Ah, mm-hmm. oh, man, I was so confident, but... I wouldn't say it was a lack of veterans. It was just a lack of... The majority of those players have never been in a title charge besides Zinchenko and Jesus, the Man City players that came. But now we know for next season, hopefully we do another title challenge if we bring in more players. Now we'll know next season what it takes. Um, but as long as Man City is there, it's going to be fuck, like less than 3% chance to win the Prem. They're just too good. Dude, I've always said, and this is a good thing, even though I know you guys are losing the league because they're that good. But I've always said, when you have a prime example of who you have to beat, it makes the league better. The yeah. Bundesliga, I don't, do you watch the Bundesliga? 
Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Okay, so the Bundesliga, ever since Bayern has been on this stupid domination for the last 10 years, every time I watch any game, I was like, oh, they're playing to win. They're not playing to just shoot out the other team. They're playing to not concede and take their chances. Meanwhile, mm. in the Prem, if you notice, Manchester City, yes, they dominate. And yes, they, they, they are everything. But now, whenever they have to fall back and be like, here's the ball. You do whatever because we have this freaking Viking up front that if we feed him one ball, we're good defending. And that's what scares me the most. Because now, Pep Guardiola is finally showing the blueprint to the Prem teams to like, hey, you don't need to attack and play well at all times. You just need to win. That's what Barcelona did this season. That's what Manchester City is doing this season. That's what Madrid did last season. You don't need to play the best to be the most the most dominant. So Manchester City, once Pep Guardiola leaves and they don't have this massive juggernaut of the team and play style, I could see easily Arsenal showing up. I could see Liverpool backing up. I could see Chelsea dominating for a while after all this money actually pays out. Mm-hmm. But, dude, overall... You're right. The day Guardiola leaves is the day that uh, the Prem will go back to what it was. Yeah. Yeah, Guardiola's everything to that team. Honestly, I don't know when he would leave. And if he does leave, I don't know where he would go. Probably retire or something. He's literally completed everything. Or probably, I, if I were him, I would say international and win a World Cup or something. I feel like the only thing that he wants to do, and, and, and realistically speaking, I feel like he will win if he wins this Champions League. Maybe a year or two more with Manchester City because I don't know how long his contract is, and then after that, just call it quits and go or go to train Spain to get that World Cup, that Euros, and then call it. Sure, even like Brazil or something. I know Ancelotti was rumored to go. It's something crazy, man. Just get a World Cup or something. Just do just it. At that, at that point, he's the best of all time. I I still believe that Sir Alex and Mourinho just because they had way less quality in their teams and they still won. It's it's a more of a merit to them, but Guardiola, when it comes down to actually dictating the team and the play style, he's the best at it. Yeah, for sure. Now, but it's always been against my team, so it sucks. <laughs> well, it's true. When when he was in Madrid, we 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 suffer that, but we beat him, and then uh, he he went out running to uh, Bayern after that, and then we smoked him, twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it was Ancelotti in a semifinal after we tied one one in the in the in the first leg. Just saying. Yeah. Hopefully right. history repeats itself Wednesday. Two things, and before I jump off the the Arsenal wagon and everything, and I know this is gonna be punching down because you guys already lost, but when I say Arsenal is a stepping stone. I don't mean it in the sense of like players do not play well for Arsenal because then again, I love watching Arsenal and they play fantastic. But when you put that stamp of, hey, you won something, it's usually after or before the Arsenal days. Do do you think that's valid uh, valid opinion, Mm -hmm. observation, or or do you think no, like a player actually play style is what matters rather than the accolades? Hmm. I don't really know, to be honest. Because that was my thing with Alexis Sanchez. I 100% agree. His best time as a player was Arsenal. You could debate Barcelona, but eh. You you brought up Alexis Sanchez, and you said said he had a better career after he left Arsenal? Or what was your exact wording? So so I said as a a 
as as a career, as a professional, he had a better career at Inter or even at Barcelona. If you want to brought it uh, back before Barcelona, before Arsenal, but that doesn't make sense to my argument. Um, but I said, okay, at Arsenal, he scored a lot of goals. He got the bag. Well, he got the bag when he went to United. At United, he did jack shit. He didn't play well, and he didn't win. At Inter, he wasn't the main man, but he won three trophies. And one of those trophies was the Super Cup, and one of those trophies was the league. Meanwhile, the Arsenal caveat or scapegoat is always the FA Cup during those ages. So I was like, you win the FA Cup because that's the only thing you could win. Yeah, the thing, him at Inter, he was a bench player. Like, the majority of those trophies he had, he barely even had a say in it. Mm -hmm. I think in one of those Supercopas, he scored, like, in the final to win it or something. That's one of the valid ones. But, no, Alexis Sanchez, is, his prime was at Arsenal. Not, not, just as, not just as him as a player, just, like, you just got to look at it as a whole. Like, he won two FA Cups, he won two Community Shields. And he's had, he said it himself, like, once he left Arsenal, everything went downhill. Not only for him... But the selection de, de Chile. Chile. Once he left Arsenal, Chile wasn't the same no more either. All those performances he had for Chile, you never saw Alexis Sanchez like that no more. Did you Nothing. see? He didn't, he didn't qualify to the World Cup after he left. Oh, that is true. Um, yeah. I was gonna say, did you see? I don't know how old this interview is, uh, but I remember he showed up on my TikTok. He had the stash already, so I know it's kind of recent. He said that would he do the move again from Arsenal? He said, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't an issue. And that does he regret it? And he kind of said, like, I kind of do it just because of his time there. Yeah, the way he said he was like, that's just the way life is. Sometimes you just have to leave. But he was going to go to Man City at first. And to me, okay, that's valid. You're leaving Arsenal to go to Man City. Like, everything was signed. But the problem was it was supposed to be a swap deal. And the player from Man City wasn't going to come no more. So then he was screwed and he had to go to Man U anyway because Mkhitaryan was the one that was going to come to Arsenal. So that's the, that's the whole reason why he never went to Man City because originally the player that was supposed to swap from Man City to Arsenal, he didn't go no more. It fell off. And I, I don't know who that player was. Damn. Okay. True. I didn't know. Yeah, There's a lot of players. Play go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but at first he was going to go to Man City. And to me, that's valid. Okay, you go you win like two prems right there. In my case, I've seen a lot of transfers that fell off that really pissed me off. Like the that one, that one. now that I know, it pisses me, pisses me off even more. Because that Alexis Sanchez with that Manchester City team at the time, smoking everybody. But the same thing with Ronaldo going back to United because of Sir Alex Ferguson calling him. Or when we were gonna uh, we were gonna sell Fabio Coentrao to Manchester United, but the fax machine didn't work. Those yeah. those kind of things, like last moment, the stories that you hear, just like, oh, we could have got rid of this player, we could have signed this player if it wasn't because of that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I was gonna tell you something about oh Manchester City Wednesday. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I already said we're not gonna make the final. And sadly, I have to stand by that. Look, last year, Man C when Mari scored that to almost knock us out, I still had faith we were going to win. I still knew, I still had a feeling we were going to come back. I just felt it. This year, I've already seen Man City knock out Arsenal in Premier League hopes. Um, Man City were there for the taking in the first leg at the Bernabeu, and it pissed me off because Madrid should have capitalized on some of those chances. Man City were not playing good at the Bernabeu. They were not. There were so many times where Madrid could have capitalized, but they didn't. And now City's going to take that to their advantage and 
Probably win by one goal on Wednesday. But obviously, I want to get proven wrong, but Man City, is, it's their season, bro. It is. Yeah. And they probably might win the treble. They still got an FA Cup final against Man, Man United. I'll be honest. I've said in multiple videos that I believe we will go through, but yeah. my mind tells me that we will lose 2-1. It's like your mind tells you you're going to lose, your heart says you're going to win. But. Yeah, and it was the same thing last season. I was like, when we went to see the PSG game, it was at home and everything. Cool. When it was the, the Chelsea game, that one was the weird one. We won at their stadium, and then we almost got knocked out in our stadium. Yeah. The Manchester City one, that, that one is the same feeling that I have today. I was like, they're just too good. It really is just going to come down to us being Real Madrid. It really all comes down to that. If we win, it will be literally last year again that we're just going to win out of one chance or two. And randomly, we just score them. And they just get unlucky with some chances. Or Courtois plays the game of his life again. It's one of those two situations. There, yeah, there was, there was too many factors. But Haaland, man. Haaland. That's what they needed last year. And that's what they have now. Um, it's been a fun season. When we won the Copa del Rey. We saw Vinny fucking. Would you say he has a? Let's if Madrid wins the UCL, do you think uh, Vinny has like a Ballon d'Or shot? At least like a top three ranking. He's already top three, Myers. In in um in all realistic, I feel the top three should be Messi because of the World Cup, Haaland because whatever the fuck he's doing because this season is insane, and then uh, Vinny for the blow up and the fact that he was such a such a factor in the Cup of the Rey. I know I don't consider win like second place to fourth place important at all in any league. Either you win or you didn't. The only thing that changes is uh, you either get Champions League or you don't. Um, and that's why I say like between second and fourth, we could go down to fourth. We still qualify to the Champions League. It's just people are gonna be like, oh, like you finished fourth. Don't care. We move to the next season, and then uh, we still won the Super Copa. We still won everything. So whoever wins this game. Goes to the final and wins that game. If, let's put it like this, because recency bias is a it's a big thing. If Vini goes, let's say we win, right? And Vini scores and Benzema scores a goal and maybe Haaland scores, but then we go through. Vini goes on and let's say we play Inter. It seems like it's going to be the, 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 the other finalists. Vini scores a goal and assists Benzema. All the voters are going to be like, oh, this, this just happened. He just played fantastic. He won the MVP in the final. Same situation with Haaland. Haaland scores two goals against us. Eliminate Madrid, the freaking current champions. Goes to the final. Haaland against Inter, he will feed. Uh, he will uh, feast. So I could easily see him scoring a brace or maybe a, a hat-trick in the final. Same idea. Everyone's going to be looking at like, well, this just happened. How can we justify someone that just this did in a UCL final and not do it? Then it will come down how heavy is the narrative of a World Cup that happened in December to the voters now. Because if I don't know if you saw the statement by Bernardo Silva that he said, oh, for me, the winner will be Messi. So a lot of people are still thinking about the World Cup today. But in, in two months' time, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. You're literally, you're literally copying my words. The last TikTok we just posted, it was posted like an hour before I hopped in this. I don't know if you saw it already on TikTok. I think I saw, I saw you edit it. It was, it was really good, by the way. The quality and the, yeah, the content um, was good. Literally everything you said, it was like, well, what, what I said in the video, I was like, yeah, Messi had a good World Cup, but Haaland's been scoring from August, and he's going to carry it on to the Ballon d'Or ceremony. Even though it, half of those goals leading to the ceremony won't count because it only 
It's for the calendar year for the season. I don't know how it works. Haaland's been scoring every game regardless. Like, whatever rule you want to put, he's been scoring every single game. And if the, he wins the UCL... It's wraps. If he wins, forget the UCL. If he wins the treble... It's wraps. It's wraps. Why, why wouldn't he? Last season, Man City couldn't win the UCL because they couldn't finish all the chances they had. They literally got their missing puzzle. Let's be honest. Haaland's probably the main reason why City are this good right now. Mm-hmm. Why not? Realistically speaking, it, it really all comes down to... And this is why I don't take the Ballon d'Or seriously in, in big picture. It's because it all comes down to what the voters feel like the criteria is. Because if... It, well, let's be realistic. Modric was insane. But if we're talking about the best player in the world, it was either Ronaldo, Griezmann, or Messi. But the narrative was, hey, he took a small country, he won the Champions League, and he won the, the player of the tournament. That alone, as a narrative agenda, it makes sense that he won it. But then mm-hmm. if we go back to 2010, we didn't reward the agenda. We rewarded the best player, and that's why Messi won it, which I don't disagree. But then you have two really, different scenarios. Lighter, yeah, I remember. Same thing in, uh, if you remember, 2000, I think it's 2013, when Bayern won the everything. And Ribéry was insane. The best player was Ronaldo. The numbers tell you the story. And if you watch the game, he was playing out of his fucking mind. And again, the best player won it. So I always get pissed. I'm like, okay, what is it this year? Are we rewarding the best player? Or are we rewarding the narrative? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it's complicated. But if Messi wins it, I'm actually going to be upset. Because in the video, Hera said he carried Argentina to win that. No, he didn't. He was he, their best player, but he didn't carry. He, he he carried them in terms of slotting all the penalties they had. But it's... besides that, I think Messi. Besides the penalties, I think Messi's biggest moment that World Cup What's was probably fight? that run. That no, probably that run he did on Guardiol. That was probably his best highlight. Oh, that World yeah, Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. But man, they really pissed me off the amount of penalties Argentina had. I mean, me personally, I don't. That final and everything, I had friends winning it, and they're not Argentina, not in Argentina. I had Spain, France, and uh, Portugal making the final. Or Fre- Spain. No, I wanted France, Spain, or Portugal to win, but I had friends in Argentina in the final. And I even I even said that Mbappe would score a hat-trick, which I'm so pissed I didn't throw $10 at it because I would have made like $1,000. Um, and I remember looking at all the games, I'm like, this is really, like, gonna be Messi's World Cup. Like, the more everything was happening and everything, I don't have an issue with people saying that it's rigged because even if it was, in 10 years, we're not gonna remember unless we're, like, very vividly reminding everyone just, like, hey, remember this happened, remember this happened. So, my argument for this thing, because a lot of people say, like, oh, he won the player of the tournament and he won the World Cup. My argument is being like, yeah, but the Ballon d'Or is for the whole season. So either we're going to say, oh, whoever wins the World Cup, we shouldn't have played the rest of the season and let's ignore everything else. And and something that pissed me off is just like, oh, they bring R9 from 2002 when he won and he only played like 30 games. You know who the second place was? Roberto Carlos. So even then, a Brazilian was going to win it. So I don't. I think he scored in the final and everything. And then again, narrative makes a, t- a push. And back then it was the year, like you said, it was the calendar year, which always pissed me mm-hmm. off. If I'm honest, because I always think like, why are we rewarding 
the end of last season and the beginning of this season rather than just the season. And this is why Benzema won it last year and this and why I thought yeah. he was gonna win the best. Yeah, to me it would be cool if like the Ballon d'Or was like held like in July or June, like when the season's over. Like a month after the season's over, players to relax and then it's this awards. That would be so much better. I, I don't think FIFA will ever do it because it takes away the controversy yeah. and it takes away mm -hmm. the marketing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of marketing, which I just completely, this just came to my mind. The, have you seen the new uh, UEFA Champions League format? No. Bro, it pisses me off so much. It's 36 teams in a league format and the top 16 teams are going to go into the round of 16. Okay. So it's basically what the Super League was going to be, but they, they fought it because they were already planning on doing so. Yeah. No, that whole situation was... Ah, oh, they, They're trying to make everything like NBA, NFL. Nah, man, keep the heritage. You keep the way everything is. Person personally, if it ain't broke it, don't fix it, dude. Like, it's... It. Yeah. Same thing like Liga Mekis. Now that I know that, now I'm like purposely not going to watch. Unless there's a big game, I'm like, I don't care. Because there's no punishment. There's no risk. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nice. No, Hopefully everything stays the same because football is one of the few things we have in terms of sports that are that I wake up every weekend to and so excited to watch. I'm not excited to watch freaking NBA or something, man. I know there's NBA fans out there, but it doesn't compare. And even when the, like the World Cup comes, NBA fans, NFL fans, they all they all know the World Cup is something else. It, nothing comes close to it. Mm -hmm. The fact that next World Cup, they didn't change much. They just added the, or they just expanded the teams. I'm like, okay, I'm not that mad. But this is the thing. We're going to revisit those past World Cups and people are going to say like, oh, like he did it against fewer teams. And I don't know, let's say Ansu Fati becomes, or Vinicius actually keeps up grinding and then scores. Technically, they're going to get one more game. So he scores 10 goals in a tournament. They're going to be like, oh, like, look at all the records that they're breaking, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they got a whole ass, uh, another game that they can play. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. just going to ruin all the records and everything. I'm not, I'm not mad, but I'm not happy. Mm. All right. Wait, what's, so, your, what's your score, your score prediction for Wednesday? Wednesday, 2-1, 2-1. Madrid? I think, uh, my prediction is that Manchester City is going to win 2-1. My heart is telling me that we're going to get an early goal. They're going to get a goal in like the 70th and then it's going to go all the way to penalties. And then Jesus, Court, take the Court, win, I wouldn't lose penalties, but I really hope so, man. And if we do make the final, we're spoiled. We're actually spoiled. Bro, that's the thing. Someone, uh, I don't know. Do you know Melina? I've, I've, uh, I comment on her videos sometimes and like, she's a, she's a Chelsea fan. No. Okay. So, She, she's very eloquent. That I want I want to get her in one of the podcasts in the future. And I think yesterday she was like, oh, imagine being a Madrid fan that you have to create your own stress because uh, your team is that good. And I and I replied to her just like, okay, I need context. Like where this, this random slander is coming out. Just like, oh, it's just like your team doesn't know how to struggle. And I just mm -hmm. went into a thing. She ended up saying, like, hey, it's just a joke. I didn't, I don't really, it's not that deep. I'm like, okay. But like in my, in my research, I saw that the lowest we ever been on La Liga was 11th back in 1946 and 47. So at that point, I was like, we don't create the stress on the sense that our team is going to be bad or could be bad. Our stress is that if we're not good enough to win something, we're going to get the short end on the stick. Mm 
Like, we, we already at that point, they're like, oh, Madrid didn't win, only won one trophy. I can already see it. I can already see it that if we lose the Champions League, we're going to get the, oh, you only won the couple of red. I'm like, yeah, we won some. Yeah. No, our standards are too high. There's always uh, the Spanish media people saying the reason why Madrid's so big, the reason why Madrid's the biggest club in the world is because once they win the UCL, that only lasts 15 minutes. And after 15 minutes, after they lift the trophy, they're already thinking about next season and the, if they're going to win the next one. I was like, shit, that is true. I mean, dude, like the thing, the thing about Madrid, and in and ever since the do you, I don't, how old are you? Twenty one. Twenty. Twenty. You were what in two thousand eleven when we got eliminated by Bayern. You were like what eight? This was two thousand twelve. Two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, nine ish. Yeah. Okay, so I remember that game. That we lost in penalties and everything. I was like, okay, this, like, that's really one of the moments that made me understand that I love that club because it hurt. But then after that, I saw a switching mentality. And ever since then, do this. We won, we go to the next one. Besides La Decima, ever since La Decima, I've seen every single World Cup or every single Champions League. And all those players, bro, they're robots. They're, they, they don't feel it. They, they get excited. And they get addicted. They're like, I want another one. I want another one. Yeah. And once we get yeah. it off that high, that's when it's going to hurt again. Yeah. And it's the only bad times I think I've witnessed was probably just that season when Ajax beat us. Because <sighs> even even when uh, Chelsea knocked us out when, when UCL, it was still a pretty decent season. We almost won La Liga. The Atletico took it that year. But it was still a good season, to be honest. Mm -hmm. That That was... 2019? Yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah, the COVID year. Wait, is that the one that Chelsea wins at the end? 2020, yeah. Okay, so that year... I, I, In my opinion, the worst one was 2015. Uh, oh, our season when Rafa Benitez? Yeah, when Barcelona ends up winning the treble again. Um, yeah. Bro, that season, it's painful because we started good. Or we ended good. We ended good. Sorry. We get eliminated by Manchester City. I think it's that season. Or is it Ajax? I'm getting my years confused. 2015? Yeah. The one the one that like we were close to all titles and then I don't know where. Pfft. 2015, we got knocked out by Juventus. Morata? <sighs> and then we didn't win La Liga and then we got eliminated in the Copa del Rey. Yeah, that year we started good. I remember. Oh, wait, no. Ancelotti got. Oh, yeah, I'm wrong. Ancelotti got sacked. And then who came in? Was it Rafa? Let me see. I think, is it the 2014-15 season? The one that Barcelona 14-15. Okay, let me see. Around Madrid. So that season, we ended up second in La Liga. Round of 16 in... Bro, we didn't win shit. Round of 16 in Copa del Rey. Runner-up in the Supercopa, we got, we, Atletico Madrid beats us in that game. We get to the semifinals of the Champions League, and the only two trophies, the only two trophies we won that season was the Supercopa well, of uh, Europe and the FIFA World Cup, and the, re yeah. and the FIFA Club World Cup. And the reason why it hurts, I remember now, is because uh, Ronaldo was projected to win the Golden Boot, but then in the last three games, Suarez scored back-to-back hat-tricks. Yep. Dude, that season but, was just heartbreak after yeah. heartbreak. That that season was so fun to me, though, as a kid. Just, like, waking up, putting on Bain Sports and seeing Madrid win, like, 9-0 against Granada. 
I remember we won nine four that. It was like watching Bale, Ronaldo just score hat tricks like every game. It was fun, man. Even though we didn't win nothing, it was one of my favorite seasons to be honest. I'm not even gonna lie. It says it here like, that Ancelotti. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I did. It says that the Ancelotti was the head coach, and I I I control F to find sacked, and it, it it seems like he finished the season, but I'm pretty sure he did. I remember he got sacked. He probably got sacked at the end of the season, and then Rafa came in for 15-16. And then Rafa got sacked early. Mm, I swear. <laughs> Rafa was one of the worst managers we ever had. And that's when Zidane came in and the, the hat-trick of UCLs started mm. growing. Bro, the rest is history at that point. The I was going to say for... And just to end it up, and then I'll, I'll give you some quick fires. Yeah. In, in your opinion, or like, it, who's your favorite player and who's your favorite like lineup of players that you ever see? Damn, I like that question, man. I've always, since I was a kid, I always had the dream of someone asking me that on something live. So I appreciate it. So my favorite player of all time, you said? Mm-hmm. Favorite. Not the best, not the greatest. Your favorite. Yeah. I mean, obviously Ronaldo, but the one that made me love the sport is Giovanni Dos Santos. I don't know if you know who he is. You're, really? You're going to throw me that in? So, oh, you don't know who Giovanni Dos Santos is? The one of the That's... best goals of all time in the Copa de Oro in the final against the United States in the 66th minute? If you see, all my accounts have 17, and I haven't put 17 on the Discord here because of him. My The first the first game I saw as a kid was Mexico versus USA, and Mexico won 5-0 uh, Gold Cup Final 2009. And Gio has scored a penalty that game. And I remember he celebrated like this, and ever since then, as a kid, I was like, man, I love that guy. And his hair, too. He had, like, a headband, curly hair. I just looked up to him ever since. And he had a good Mexico career. Like, people always say that. He didn't fulfill his potential. Club-wise, he didn't. He went to Europe and filled that every team. But for Mexico, he was one of the best. One of the best, man. I was about well, to say that he well. was better than than what you're giving him credit to. But I'm actually thinking about Carlos Vela. Because I was like, oh, Carlos Vela actually did good in the teams. But Giovanni, yeah. I don't, after Barcelona, he didn't really do anything. No. But for club, I mean, for a country, Giovanni was always there, man. So I always, he'll always be my idol, but... The idol is obviously Ronaldo. Ronaldo is, is Dios. I'll always be Ronaldo over Messi. Okay. All day long. I I always say for me, what Ronaldo could do on the field. Let's put it like this: If you have a team that needs to win, you get Ronaldo. If you need a team that needs to play well, you get Messi. Because guess what? If if you get a team that needs to play well, that means you already have the the pieces to build around. So so you're gonna put Messi into like okay maybe we finally win. Now it's the same thing with Manchester City, which th this is why I get sad that he didn't go to Manchester City last season or two seasons ago at this point. Is that when you have a team that's almost getting over the hump, bro, put Ronaldo in there. He will get you that one goal that you need. Ronaldo Ronaldo at his peak. Messi at his peak. A, a game to decide the fate of the universe. Ronaldo all day long. Yeah, Ronaldo's killer. Ronaldo performs at every big stage, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, used to obviously he's old now, but yeah. you know what? That's a lot of people call Messi Pecho Frio for a reason. Obviously, I can't slander him. He's one of the greatest players of all, of, of all time, if not the best. But Ronaldo's just when the game matters, when the game's when the pressure's on, Ronaldo's superior. Mm -hmm. And I think 
I know this is why I always said that if you're gonna do this in the sense of like being opinionated and stuff like that, you have to be able to look at every sport and see if your logic applies to everything. Because let, let's not kid ourselves, every sport has their own narrative. And the closest thing that I ever seen to the Ronaldo Messi situation is uh, LeBron James and Michael Jordan. And there's yeah, a reason why. Eras, though, yeah. They're different eras, but at the same time, when it comes down to this, is why the greatest of all time for me is subjective rather than a fact. Because who's the best? Just look at the stat sheet. Just look at everything and put some context around it. Boom! You, uh, for me, Messi is the best of all time, and 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 I don't have an issue saying it. But when we say yeah. greatest, why is Michael Jordan considered the greatest? Oh, because he went six and zero in the finals. He showed up with this shot. He did this. He did that. Blah blah. blah. For me, why is Ronaldo considered the greatest? He took Portugal to two, their only two trophies in their season. He is the only player with that team of uh, group of players to ever win the three P. And of course, it's a team sport. It's not like I'm gonna give him the sole credit. But the fact that you think about those Champions League, who's the first player that comes to your mind? Is the one that was scoring all those fucking goals. That's the same idea that I'm like, LeBron is the best player of all time, Messi is the best player of all time. But if the the what 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 did you just say? If the fate of the universe? Of the universe. Yeah, I won that ball in Ronaldo's foot and in on uh, Michael Jordan's uh, hands just because they're going to do that one play that you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you said, well, my, my all-time favorite team? All-time favorite lineup. So so okay. the, the question can be taken both ways. You can make your own or it could be an actual real team that you got to uh, see. Man, I, I filled this out on, on napkin so many times. <laughs> Uh, goalie Keylor Navas, he's the greatest goalie I've ever seen. Okay. Nice, yeah, yeah. his prime was like 2016 17. He was an animal, he would save everything. His penalty saving, I remember that that one Madrid derby when he saved was it Griezmann. He saved the penalty from Griezmann. He had like three triple saves that game, it was insane. He gave this us this was the se- I think this was the semi final, right? Yeah. I think so. No, I think it was league. But anyways, oh, okay, yes. Okay. Yeah, El Gato. Go right back for me. I'm gonna put Sergio Ramos there because there's uh two other center backs I would want to put. Or do I? No, actually wrong. Right back I'm gonna put Prime Hector Bellerin at Arsenal. To me, he was so good. I loved him so much. The two center backs, Rafa Marquez, top three Mexican players of all time. Um, one of the, I think the only Mexican players to ever win the UCL, and the other center back is obviously Sergio Ramos, Ramos, the greatest defender of all time in my opinion, that I've seen for sure. Left back Marcelo, no brainer. Not even gonna explain myself. The midfield three: Modric, Pogba at Juventus, and Mezzo Ozil. And then left wing, I'm gonna put Alexis Sanchez, prime striker. I'm gonna put Ronaldo, and then right wing, I guess you could put Gareth Bale. Okay. See, that was fast because I've wrote this down on so many notebooks in class. Who was your midfield again? Pogba Prime, Ajuve, Modric, and Ozil. I'm assuming Pogba uh, DM? Uh, yeah, if you want. But, I mean, Or do Modric you want to play and... like, a, like an attacking uh, 4-3-3? Yeah, two center mids and a cam. 4-3-3, fourth variation on FIFA. Yeah, that one. Okay, I mean, that's nice. That's nice. The only one that I'm gonna criticize, Bellerin. because it's it's 
as Bayern, bro. Like, freaking, when you said that, I was like, that, I don't know if that's the Arsenal heart talking. Because even then, I saw Marcus play. And I know how good Rafa Marquez was. That's why I didn't even bother to, like, even acknowledge it. Because I know how good it was. It's just Bayern, bro. Like, I was like, that Arsenal, did he have an injury? I think he had an injury, right? Yeah, that's why he, his career went down. He tore his ACL. There but before go. that, man, he was so good. Like, I brought a Vine, how he used to edit players. I would make Bellerin uh, videos all the time. He was so good at such a young age, man. So fast. So fast. And Overlaps then, were insane. His score, defending, slide tackles. Perfect, but unfortunately, he got injured. I might, I might have to look that up again, just because of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah when you have time, look up Hector Bellerin 2015. Is that the one? I, I think I used to love, love that uniform. Is it the one that was purely red and then white? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have it right here. Hung up, yeah. Puma, All right, first year. Perfect, dude. Uh, do you remember Nacho Monreal? Of course, I didn't like Bro, him. Bro, I used to love that guy. What? No, I didn't like him. He was Why? unreliable. Make a lot of mistakes. I mean, I whenever I saw him play, I was like, okay. I still remember he um the final the FA Cup final versus Manchester City, the two one Alexis Sanchez score and then Nacho Morel score and then I think it was Sterling that scored for City. FA Cup final. Mm hmm. Community Shield. Maybe Community Shield. It was for a trophy. It was two one. Yeah, Community Shield. The FA Cup finals were against Aston Villa and Chelsea. The ones we won. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, community Shield. All right, then uh, again, let me just read some of the questions here. And this one, just you can give me a quick answer. Uh, are the deluded takes from the Barca fans on his show for real or just for views? For real. For also real. Has, all day. All day. <laughs> uh, I think this is where I got this question. Also, has he ever gone to a Madrid game outside of the U.S.? No, but that's the plan for hopefully the end of this year or next year. Nice. Then uh, this one, guys, <laughs> this guy said Mexican plus a Madrid fan equals anti-football. Terrible. <laughs> I don't know why they hate. Um, who's the best football club outside of Real Madrid? Jeez. Arsenal. Arsenal? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Did you all play football yourself? And if you did, what position? Yeah, like all four of us? Uh, I mean, I only have you on the show right now, so only you. Oh, me? Yeah. I, the majority of my life, I was a left mid. But then later on, I turned more into a 10. Okay. But as a kid, as a kid I could play left mid or left back. Okay. Left footy. This, this is a question more for me. How many keep you up can you do in a row? If you really height. tried. Oh, man. I don't know. During COVID, I would like re I would tie myself and do those little things. Mm -hmm. Probably like, jeez, more over two hundred for sure. Like if I'm really focused on it, but I can't give you a set number. I could go for a while now, like five minutes. I've timed myself before. Okay, I mean you have a video right there with a million views. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and then the last one: if a, if big name players play for their rivals. How successful would they be? For an example, what would happen if Messi had played for Madrid and Ronaldo for Barcelona? I don't know. I can't say. I can't. 
I mean, let, let's put it let's put it like this: the one that I would love your answer on, and the, I think this is the one that I would love. Uh, we we can finish the 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 podcast on. What would have happened with Barcelona? Uh, not with Barcelona. If uh, Henri had never played for uh, Arsenal, probably wouldn't have been. The Invincibles probably wouldn't have happened. We would have won leagues, but I don't think that Invincibles team would have happened. Is that the season, the Invincible season? Is that the season that he breaks the the goal scoring the assist record? I think so. I think so. The thing is, we were still good. Like, if you take him out, we were still good. But he was just a killer. He was a killer. He was the Michael Jordan of football at the time. Arsene Wenger said, he had everything, everything. He was so good, bro. I I I, I love watching all players play sometimes. Just the highlights, just because it it makes me think. Just like physicality, some of these freaks had the talent back there or had the the body for today's football and I'm like who who would be that change? You say so you're saying like someone back then that could play right now? Yeah, I, I actually you can answer that question too. Rupak, uh just to give you an idea, he said that back in the day the only two players that he thinks will make it today are Pele and Eusebio. Everyone else th he thinks they wouldn't have the physicality. How could he say that? That's literally nineteen fifties or something. Nineteen sixties. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll probably Henri probably one of them. He was he had everything. I mean, but Henri is technically what 15 years ago? That's not too long. He's ta I'm talking about like yeah, the old players. Oh, uh, from what I've seen, probably. Jesus, man, I was born in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, Rivaldo. There you go. I think Rivaldo could have been a good one. Rivaldo could be good. Yeah, no. Hey, but bro, I, there was one topic that we skipped, and now and I don't have notes. I just go with the idea of what I want to talk to you. Uh, yeah. But just to just to get a quick thing, do you really think uh, the season that Leicester won, you guys didn't win because of Giroud? <laughs> yes, we didn't have a we didn't have another killer besides uh, Alexis Sanchez up top. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean that that whole Premier League season was just weird because everyone was bad besides Leicester. Arsenal weren't bad, but we could have fought harder for the league. And then obviously Tottenham were the ones at the end that that were fighting with them. Yeah. Well, yo viejo, it was a pleasure. We talked for an hour and a half. I didn't think we were gonna do that much because at first I was running out of the personal questions at like ten minutes in, and somehow we just kept going along. But Sorry, bro, um, we could do this all day long. No, absolutely. I cannot wait to actually do it physically and actually see you guys in your set because last thing I'm gonna say, when I see you guys in person, I'm keeping notes of every single thing that you guys have said. Not you, because you haven't said crazy things, but uh Hera and Kicks and Sep. I'm writing notes and I'm taking notes. I'm gonna be like, Oh, you said this on November eleventh. Uh yeah. what what why? <laughs> No, there's there's people that make TikToks out of us making fun of them and stuff. There's a there's one that has like 50k likes right now on the Vinny one that he wasn't gonna repeat what he did. He got what a lot I mean? of likes. No. The, some other so, guy cooked them for that. Yeah, he made a Vinny edit, and he has like 100k on his TikTok, and that that video got like 50k. I was like, man, at least tag us. He got hella likes. <laughs> yeah, tag I mean, there there you go. But um, yeah. tell the people, I appreciate you for coming on. Uh, tell the people yeah. where they can find you, what you do, and everything. Yes. All right.
yeah, first off, thank you for having me. This was fun, man. But uh, or you guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify for full videos, Lads Footy Show. And check our Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, if you guys like using Twitter, uh, at Lads Footy Show as well. Actually, the TikTok is the Lads Footy Show because we got banned. So you just added the at the beginning. But, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, thank you for having me, and it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And guys, make sure to drop a like, subscribe to the podcast down there. I will put the first link for the last footy show. That way you guys can find everything. Make sure to follow them. Get them to 10K. I want them to get the back. I want them to get paid. So I appreciate you all, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.